Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where I do not get that hour and 40 minutes back of my life, even though I was told it was going to be a treat. Granted, I found out said treat was arsenic. Thank you, Shinzu. But yeah. My pleasure. <clears throat> yeah, you know, when you recommend something from now on, I'm going to immediately think that there's something wrong. Kind of like when somebody says, hey, try this hot sauce. It's good. No, no, it's going to melt my face. You just don't understand the nuances of the movie The Room. That movie is Oscar-worthy. And we're being joined by Aaron tonight as well. Aaron, how are you feeling? Uh, I am just dandy fine. Uh, my spirits are better now that I'm not watching the movie anymore. Um, that's an almost two hours of my life that I will never get back. And I drug my brother into it too, so at least I didn't suffer alone. Oh, yeah. Misery does love company. That's a, that's a fact. So, we'll just start first. What is everybody drinking? Um, I am, unfortunately, still on a dry kick, so I am drinking a Monster Ultra Fiesta Mango. That's been, I actually opened two days ago, and it's been sitting out on the counter. So, yeah. A bit nutty. I am also on a dry kick right now simply because I'm getting some of my vaccines tomorrow and I spent a lot of time in the sun tonight, so I am not feeling like drinking. Well, I spent a lot of time in the sun all weekend, so that's another reason why I'm not drinking. You know, spending eight, nine hours out in the sun and then coming in and drinking. Like, I don't know if you can see, but can you see the, the redness on my neck from Yeah, I can. There? There's, definitely, there's definitely a difference there. Yeah. So that was fun. But hey, fun fact, I passed. I am now legal to ride a motorcycle versus when I was riding a motorcycle before and was Hey, congrats. Wasn't legal. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um actually it was funny because uh Lex went with me and she was uber nervous. In fact, she was saying things along the lines of, "Well, the only reason I'm going is because my husband is going and and he wanted me to go." You know, things like that. And she was saying she was ner- it was nerve-wracking. And I'm like, all right. You know, the skills test. <clears throat> the skills test go, you – the it's like golf. The more points you get, the worse your score is. So, like, if you have a, a, a 16, that's a bad score. If you have a 2, that's a great score. So, there was another rider in there that actually has been riding for, like, 40 years. And he was just going to get his license so that he'd actually be legal to ride. He got a three on his score. Take a guess what I got. A two. A one. No, I got a six. Now guess what Lex got. The nerve-wracking one. Twenty-four. The the one that the one that was only going because I was going. She probably did better. I feel like she got like a four or five. She got a one. She, no way! She did better than the guy who's been riding for 40 years. And I would just like to point out to everybody and anybody who's listening, I will be hearing that, that she did better on the skills test for probably the better part of my natural life. I will be reminding you for the better part of your natural life. <laughs> well, what are you drinking, Aaron, since, uh, since both Shinzu and I are completely lame? Uh, I'm drinking, it's called Bud Light Next. It's, it's the first light beer I've ever had, so it's got zero carbs. Um, 
And it's, I don't know how to, it almost tastes like fruity, but not like a seltzer. Like, it tastes like Bud Light, but, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, a tiny bit of fruitiness to it, and I'm not sure where that comes from. Uh, but I like it. It tastes different. It comes in these very colorful, like, light blue skinny cans. Oh, it looks kind of cool. That is. I think that's my daughter's favorite color right there. See, I got it because I was like, I just really like this color. It was the only reason I needed to try something new, and I, it's enjoyable. It also happens to be the exact way that you pick all of your picks when you're doing a March Madness ladder, and you just pick them. Oh, I like that color. Oh, I like that color, and you win. That's how you do it. Well, steady games, steady games, is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we pontificate about how we feel gaming is today. I rarely ever go first, so. I'm going to go State of Games first. I've actually been playing a bunch of Gran Turismo 7 because I got back into racing and I love it. I used to, uh, well, you can ask Shinzu. I used to race little cars around and I'd race four wheelers and everything else I could around. Um, I'm pretty confident you were in the vehicle when I was drifting around some corners. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, there's the nod. I was like, I'm pretty sure you've been in the, most people were in the vehicle when I did something like that. Um, I feel like we were on our way to Gers, and you drift around the corner and the, like the gravel and like the back end of your car went like way out and I was like grabbing the oh shit bar for like dear life. Yep, and that was that and that same trip I actually punched it up and I found the uh the ECU limiter was at 124 on the accent. That was that same day. Cuz we were flying. And I mean literally flying. We had like a little frost heave and I'm pretty confident we got air. But I've been playing a bunch of that. Um, man, you know what? I'm trying to think. I haven't had a lot of time this week to play anything. And I think the only thing I've actually played was was that. Yeah, I played a little bit of Grand Tourism. It wasn't even like a lot. Like, I think I did. Um, I played. I went through and I got all of my licenses. I got the the B, the A, International B, International A. And now I'm like halfway through my super license. And I think I did most of my most of my super license this week, which I've only done like five. And I think I did like one race a night. That was about it. What's your steady games, Aaron? What have you been up to? Um, I played a little bit of fallout four, but I just got back into Vanguard because the new modern warfare is coming out soon. And I just got a pro controller. So I was like, Oh, I'll use this. And I really liked it, but I did horribly in these well, let's games. Let's see. Oh, did you? Is it the standard Pro controller? Or do you? Oh, it's so shiny. It's the series. It's the what is it? Two Xbox series. Pro I think it's Elite called. Series two. Okay, Xbox Pro Elite What's Series that, Two. I've been corrected. He just told me what it was. I forgot Where, what it was called. I knew it was Series Two, but I didn't know what it was. Um, I didn't put the little metal, the little, all the little metal things that go in the back. I didn't put them on yet. I just wanted to get a feel oh. for it. So I didn't put on yeah. all the extra levers, but I I'm going to say do those that. like, those are a game changer, especially when like, for instance, you set, I don't know, let's say you have B as crouch or like A as jump, B as crouch and Y as melee or something like that. You put them, you, uh, you set them to the back button so that you never actually have to let your thumbs lead the controller. So like, you know, when you're like, 
you have the A button B and jump. You have to like release your thumb over here, press A, and then put your hand, put your thumb back on the aim controller, you know, the aim stick. Well, when you map them to the back button, yeah. so you can map that button to it. And then you can jump and stuff with the back button and never take your thumb off of uh, off aiming. That's what I figured. I figured I was going to move everything. I was going to move the, the, you know, X, Y, B, A buttons to the little back levers. And then that way I can just keep my thumb on the other uh, analog stick for, you know, knifing and yeah, moving around. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Going pro over there. What about you, Shinzu? What's your state of games? I, like myself, haven't had much time to play games since I've been packing up my apartment for my move this weekend. Um, I did pop on Destiny for a little bit and was very disappointed after taking a break for an extended period of time and coming back to that and being like, ugh, I managed to catch up. Out of everything that like they've released so far after the new season was dropped, I managed to catch up in a matter of like 30 to 40 minutes. And it was just like right back to the grind again. I don't understand how people play that game as much as they do friends social that's the only reason i'm telling you so like back when i was playing destiny one and i was playing with regular people all the time i played the hell out of that game when we switched over to destiny 2 and a lot of people like migrated off because destiny 2 start was pretty rough um after that whole like migration people just started just stopped playing and that was me. I was like, well, you know, there's nobody else around. I, I'm the one holding on here. And then as people would get back on, like, oh, new content would drop. You get the people jumping back on. I, I fell for it a couple of times. But, like, people would jump back on for a really short period of time. And then they just wander off again. And it'd be like, well, I'm here stuck alone again. Yeah, I want to get back into, like... um seven days to die and some other various games like that uh there's nothing really new i do have to play some of the mortuaries assistant again uh because i still have yet to beat that games has three additional endings i haven't gotten yet so well, I do if you have want to, to get that. the seven days to die um i say we get a server together we just uh we just like do a server rental and then we got all just jump on and play every now and then we still gotta get aaron to play terraria i'd be down d and i I'm behind on everything, but I love, I still want to do Terraria and I want to give seven days to die another shot because I started when you guys were already deep into it. And then I didn't know what the fuck was going on at all. I was like, I don't know how to help. I don't know where to go. I yeah, don't know see, what like, to do. One, the one thing that like, okay, I love playing social games, but with other people. So like we all grow equally, you know, cooperative games, we all grow equally and you don't get one person who just like, okay. Here's, here's my big gripe about D and Terraria. And he knows this. And this is why this time that we played, he's like, nope, I'm starting new characters. You and I are doing stuff all together. I'm not playing this if you're not playing this. And he's just like, we're just doing it this way. Because what he would do, he'd be like, yeah, let's play Terraria. And I'd be like, all right, I'm going to fire up a game. He's like, okay, I'll join you. Well, he'd join me with his character that has everything. Well, they'd run in, they dig like they dig straight down to the wall of flesh, they'd kill it. All of a sudden my game's on expert mode and everything's ten times as hard, and I'm sitting here with a an iron sword going, Man, I made an iron sword, I feel fantastic. Next thing I know, they jump up, run past me, leaving the flame trails like the DeLorean from Back to the Future, and there's something following them the size of a Yeti, and I'm going, 
what the fuck is that? And they said, oh, that's a such and such of Cthulhu. Don't let it touch you. But that was my biggest complaint. For the longest time, I would not play Terraria with D. I would just be like, nope, not doing it. Not playing. And that was one of my like, <laughs> you picked up your coaster. That was one of like my, my, my huge, like, it's why I hated playing some of the some of the multiplayer games that we had around with with uh, certain people because certain people like okay in an average day Aaron how long do you have to play video games in an average day like an hour maybe maybe 2 hours if i but that's if like shirking other responsibilities right. so you've usually. got a very short amount of time to get to shinzu average and and you you can be like you know, you can take an average. And if you like play five hours one day and none the rest, you can be like an hour a day. Like, that's fine. Just what's the average that you play in a day? I'm going to go ahead and say like maybe half oh. an hour a day at the current time moment. Like at my peak, I play maybe like an hour and a half to two hours max uh, on average a day when I actually had time. I just don't have time now. Yeah, I'm playing maybe 45 minutes an hour average. Which I used to play a lot more. Like, I used to play a lot more. But now, like, that's what I'm stuck at. That's just what I got time for. But there are some people that used to be in the in the Discord that they literally would get back to their house. They would sit down and just start playing games. And it's like, all right, well, on time investment here, I've got, in this week, I've been able to invest three hours into this game. You've been able to invest 47 hours into this game. And it's not fun anymore when you're like, well, come on, let's go do this. And I keep dying. But you're like, well, why aren't you just doing this? Well, it's because I've got three hours in the game and you have 47. Like, there's a stark contrast. It's called teamwork. If, you know, we, we all rise together or we all fall together. So, so there's some games where like, I don't mind if somebody's a lot higher level, like if it's just like, okay, you're a higher level and that's cool. Like I don't get butt hurt for being lower, but it bothers me. Like if somebody's so much higher that they do everything and I don't feel like what I'm doing is helping, I don't like it. Or when they're so much higher, if it raises the difficulty with whoever the highest is, and then you're just fucked and you can't, like you just die all the time. And it just, I'm like, I can't play like this, man. I don't know what to do. <laughs> like this is not so, working like, for games me. Games like Destiny, I, I don't mind if somebody's higher than me or lower than me for that matter. Because in that situation, there's nothing that I can give them to make their, like, I can't. I can't bypass a whole portion of the game. I can't bypass mechanics just because I'm a higher level than they are. And likewise, they can't bypass mechanics for me if they're a higher level. Now, there's some argument to play in there, but I'm just talking about the general of the game. I mean, Shinzu, would you agree with that? Like, if I came in at 1300 light level and you were 1500 light level and we play a 1350 event, other than you being able to kill things quicker than I can, like, there's nothing you can give me to make my life easier. Not really, no. And it's honestly, it kind of was like that for me too. And I played seven days to die with my friends because there was a period of time where I was working a lot. Like I was working 12 to 14 hours a day. And then I come home and I'd, I'd hop on after, you know, making dinner and whatnot. And they had like this giant fort and they didn't really scavenge anymore because they didn't need to. They had everything needed in their little like, 
you know, the little uh, complex area. So by the time I kind of like joined the game, that part of the thrill had already been like taken away from the game. And that is something that like, you know, we did start agree. We went to a new server and we basically all agreed we wouldn't play without the other persons. And it made the game a lot more enjoyable to play because you didn't have one person who kind of like walked in with like a mini nuke over the shoulder and him just blasting everything saying, don't worry about supplies. Don't worry about your bullets. I got all that good stuff. Yeah. So like, like, and that's, and that's sometimes hard for people because most people, when they play a video game and, and I respect it, I understand it. Most people, when they play a video game, they just want to play. They want to play. They want to play. They want to, they want to absorb it as much as quickly as possible. And the problem with that, in my opinion, is that you get burned out from it too quick. Like, yeah, I get waiting for your friends and all playing together. It sucks. But if you're all playing together and you're all playing on the same pace, you kind of like, you stop and you're like, okay, like, like take D and D. Like you play a game of D and D, you get done, you know, four hour session, you get done wherever you left off. I don't know. You're jumping through time and now you're, 18 years in the future and there's war torn everything else and you're about to figure out why you know when you end that session you're like oh man i really want to play some more and then you get that angst that builds up with it like oh man what's going to happen next what are we going to do next can we do this you don't even have time to think about it oh but yeah i've had so many times where i've jumped in this is the same thing in seven days to die like that's like that's a, a very common one like, I would jump in and they'd be like, oh, hey, I got you this weapon and I got you this weapon and I got you this weapon. And I'm like, it's the it's the Jurassic Park thing. Um, you're using the knowledge, but you didn't earn the knowledge. So, like, you get a you get a bunch of machine guns or something. It's like, hey, here, take this. I got this weapon. And you're like, OK. How do I get bullets for it? Or even worse. Because that person's got all the best gear, they run in first. They take all the best gear out of the stuff that's there because it's all shared gear. It's not, it's not like Destiny where you get yours, I get mine. They run in, take all the best gear, and they say, oh, well, hey, here was this. This was in there. And they give you the shit weapon, and you're like, awesome. But you're not powerful enough because you haven't been playing for the last 50 hours straight. You're not powerful enough to run in there and get it yourself first. But yeah, totally agree. It is, uh, it is a really like. I think that's kind of like the most of some games. Like back when I used to play World of Warcraft, um, my friend and I would play together, and the whole thing is we're going to level progress. We're going to do that together as a team. And then I came home from work one day, and they had spent the entire afternoon leveling up, and because they were so far ahead of me, I couldn't run the dungeons. And when they would run me through a dungeon, I we wouldn't need an entire party. It would just be this guy running through and just Goomba stomping everything. And it wasn't fun. I just sat down. I wasn't gaining any good stuff. And by the time the you know we finished the dungeon yeah i got like a couple pieces of of moderately okay gear but i didn't learn anything i didn't develop any skills because i was relying on someone to just carry me yeah like there's like and i back when i used to sherpa and destiny like i always used to tell people like hey look we're here to get through this together nobody's carrying anybody if you can't do it say it now and you know we'll find somebody else but if your expectation is that we're going to carry you that's not going to be the case. Not to say that we won't help. We're here to help, 
but we're not just going to carry you through this. There's there's not enough of you, there's not enough of us to carry all of you because usually I would go in there with me and another really experienced person, and we we'd sherpa like four people through. Um, and there was always that one person that would just be like, "Oh, I think I'm doing." It. And literally, I would like we would stop the whole thing, and I would walk up, and I'd just be like, "All right, so what's going on?" And they'd be like, "What do you mean?" Like. Well, this is the eighth run we're doing on this segment, and you're the first one to die each time. What's going on? Oh, I'm getting overrun by enemies. All right. Where are the enemies coming from? And then you start piecemealing it back going, and then you finally find out, oh, well, they're just looking the completely opposite direction of the enemy spawn. And you're like, all right, well, focus this way. Don't worry about this spot. You're going to trust that your team member is going to take care of that spot. And yes, if you've gotten killed from that direction before, that's an accident. It happens. But focus on your lane. Let's do through. <clears throat> but, you know, man. Yeah, I would, I, I would love to have a group of people that we could just get together and just agree. And it's fun because you just agree on a time to play together. It's kind of like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just, you know, make time. You know, maybe we choose. Maybe we just find a game that we want to play, and we make it like a, a GNA event, like once a month or a couple times a month. We set a day aside and say this date, this time frame is going to be set aside for just the GNA group to play games and a specific game. Like we hop on Seven Days to Die or Rust or um, whichever one is on the boats, whatever the name of that one is, and just the veg boats. out and chill. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, you, it's, it's a Steam game that's kind of like, it involves like pirates jumping on other people's boats. Oh, uh, Raft. Yeah, I, I don't know why I couldn't think of that do one. You, have yeah. you guys played Sea of Thieves? No, See, I have not. For me, Sea of Thieves is a super fun game. Yeah, that's worth a look at. Maybe we could do that one then. We'll like schedule yeah, it, it out. You know, it would be nice to just feel, well, Sea of Thieves is one of those other ones where like there's there's not really like like you gain levels, but you gain levels with guilds. So really all the stuff that just is when you level up, you get more cosmetics. The base core of the game is pretty much the same for everybody. It would, yeah, it would be fun to just find a game for us all to uh, just veg out and just say, all right, we're going to have some fun, you know, arc it out or maybe arc two, like when arc two comes out, because arc two is supposed to come out here in a little bit. That might be a good one to jump into. Well, all right. I'm I'm so off base. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm I'm wired and I'm giddy because I passed my course today. So I'm gonna shut up for a little bit, and uh, I'm just gonna introduce this. <laughs> Actually, you know what? <laughs> Screw that. Hey Shinzu, why don't you introduce what our homework was for last week? So um, I would like to initially state that they were looking for something to watch, and there is a movie. That was written and directed by a Tommy Wiseau called The Room. And I'm honestly shocked that these two hadn't seen this because it is an infamous movie. It is a heartbreaking tale of a man's life being shattered by the woman he loves in the most awful way possible. And the dialogue makes no sense. Uh, every scene you try to wrap your head around, you just kind of wonder what the director was thinking, what the writer was thinking, why the actor felt to take it that direction. But it is a beautifully bad movie. And it's so dangerously quotable that it's problematic. But that was our homework is we had to watch this movie. And I've seen this movie like four or five times. And I love to hate it and I hate to love it. 
Yeah, so I think that was putting it lightly on some of the things that were part of this movie. So, Aaron, just before we just before we actually start a recording, what, what were your thoughts there? <laughs> just on the movie as yeah, a whole? Yeah, you'd made some comments before we started. Um... The movie made me mad. Like I, I don't think it was like supposed to, but it really, it, it really irritated the shit out of me, and it accomplished that feat in in about the first I don't know three minutes. Um, hopefully, when we talk about this, all of you have watched it, or if not, pause this, watch it, and then come back so that you can get mad with me. Hopefully, but like, there's this kid, and I thought his name was Danny, but it's Denny with an E, which is not a name. So already it's over for me because that's not what you name people. And the uh, fuck, what's his name? Johnny and Lisa are like getting ready to get busy. And this random kid comes in and starts talking to them like, okay. And then they make it clear that they're going upstairs to have sex. And they have a they're having a pillow fight up there. And then he comes up and jumps in the bed with them and joins the pillow fight. And they don't think that's weird at all. And then they're like, oh, you know, we love you, Denny, but three's a crowd. And then he gets off the bed, looks at these two adults in the face and says, I like to watch. And then leaves their house and it's not addressed. They just move on. And I was like, that was when it was over. I was like, I can't do this movie. What is this? (laughs) Yeah, that was was a sticking point for me because like it was literally started off with you know, very very typical scene. You know, a, a a boyfriend greets his girlfriend. Hey, I got you this present. I think she, I think he got her a dress, and it was a nice dress. You know, the two fairly attractive people. It's like, all right, cool, yeah, rock on. And then all of a sudden, Denny shows up, and you're like, Do you live here? Like, you look like you're 22, but uh, like, what's going on? Next thing you know. Like that pillow fight, like when they started in that pillow fight and he just randomly shows up and just like, boom, boom, pillow fight. And it's just like, Denny just whoop, just pops it on screen and he's there. And it's like, okay, like maybe they're not going to do it. And then all of a sudden he's talking like, yeah, you know, three's a crowd. And he's just, Denny's just, I want to, I like watching you too. See, I almost feel like they were going to like write this in a way where you weren't really sure who was treat who was basically cheating on Johnny. So Denny was there just to be like as like a red herring kind of deal because Denny does love Lisa and I think there was trying to do like this weird is is it Denny that she's in love with? Is it this other guy that she's in love with? Or maybe she's just having sex with the mailman. You don't know what we're feeling after you finish watching Dude, this like, movie though. And it's it started like so so weird because then like she's just like oh danny i love you and they're banging it's like all right cool so boyfriend and girlfriend they dig each other they're banging the next scene she's like hey you're danny's best friend let's fuck and he's like no you're danny's best friend like i know but i really love you and then i'm gonna leave danny next thing you know they're in a scene together hey danny i love you or johnny sorry well, johnny yeah, you're not right. danny. sorry johnny Um, I don't know if this got either one of you, but so when I saw Johnny, the character, and he first walked in, he was wearing that suit. It's like a big, ill-fitting suit, 
Like, it made him kind of look sloppy. And I was like, okay, whatever. But then when they have the first of, like, 800 sex scenes, I was like, this dude is in amazingly good shape. Like, it, I, I like, it, it kind of caught me off guard. Because I was like, this is a weird-looking guy. Like, doesn't know how to dress himself. His hair looks kind of greasy. Like, he looks, like, a little bit unkempt at all times. And then I was like, but he's in phenomenal shape. And it just, I don't know. It was very strange to me. Can we also just talk about that sex scene between Johnny and Lisa? Because, like, he was so far up, he had to be, like, just absolutely penetrating her oh, hip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so weird and awkward. Yeah, her belly button yeah, was It bruised. was so weird. But, like, you guys are missing the best scene that was, like, the beginning of the movie. Remember when Johnny goes to buy flowers? And yes. he goes inside, and, like, the the person, like, greets this person, but greets it as a customer would. At the very end, she just kind of shoehorns in, oh, Johnny, you're my favorite customer. And I'm like, but you didn't recognize him when he walked in, but yeah, he's your favorite customer? <laughs> Who wrote this? That was in, so I have, I know that the people at home can't see it, but I have notes. And that was in one of my, you can't see it because it's blurry, but who cares? It, that was one of my notes where she's like, she says something like who is there or i don't or i didn't recognize you or something and i was like oh johnny i didn't recognize you you're my favorite customer yeah Yeah. and i was like how many other motherfuckers come in here looking like this guy i don't know anyone i've never seen anyone on the planet that looks like this specific man and it's her favorite customer so there's got to be 78 other people in this town (laughs) that look exactly like him because that's the only way to explain it what about well, like when he's like, "Oh, hi, doggy." Oh, can we can we address the bad voice dub that was like through the entirety of this movie? Like there were times where, what are yeah, you talking like, okay, about? I have seen like the old Japanese kung fu movies where literally the person's mouth is talking for four seconds after the after the audio's already stopped. That was better dubbed than this movie at times. So I think if you have the Blu-ray, there's some behind-the-scenes uh, like where they said some stuff, and they were like, oh, we want to change it, but rather than just reshoot the scene, they just kind of like dubbed over it, but oh my it, it did God. do a really bad job. I mean, like the movie itself was the was like his brainchild. Like, it's, it's a movie that he thought was like amazing. I don't know if you guys have ever seen yes. Plan 9 from Outer Space, um, but it's a really old, black, absolutely oh. awful movie. It was along the same lines where like the director was super passionate about it and had like this theory that this movie was going to be like absolutely amazing and you guys probably don't even want to look up how much that movie has grossed to date because what, it is from outer space oh no the room no. it says 4.9 million on like 4.9 million google, or, um, yen google <laughs> no 4.9 million dollars but the budget it oh. says was six Maybe that's changed, but that's what this... I pulled it up on Google because I wanted that, to see what I the audience believe. reviews were. So as of as of 2022, the movie has grossed Poor over $30 million. Good for him. But the Good only for reason it's made $30 million that's is fantastic. because they get a penny every time somebody starts it on frigging YouTube. And it goes like this. You start it, you watch it for about five seconds, you go, no way. You turn it off. You come back years later and you're like, you know what? Let me go watch this one more time. Press play. Uh-uh. And then you tell yourself, you know what? I'm going to make it through this movie. You play, you watch for five minutes and you walk away going, nope, can't do it. And then you're like, nope, I committed. I'm going to go back. And you keep pressing play. 
a lot of it has to do with the fact that Disaster Artist came out uh, a few years back, several years back. I can't remember when the movie was released, but that was basically a making of the room that included uh, a few a few, few well known actors, and it kind of breathed new life into the room. And I think the room got a Razzie Award too. Dude, all I know is that like. At, at first, I thought you convinced me to watch like Cinepore or you know Cine- Skinamax. I thought this was like something late night Cinemax that I was watching because I'm like, all right, well, hey, there's some boobs. I'm like, oh, geez, just pierced her belly button. That's cool. Um, I did think about doing that, like suggesting a movie that was just basically going to be like so bad. I really should have just suggested like Lama Gen. I can at least movie. get behind. But it's like, it is honestly like everything about this movie, like even like if you go to film school and you sit down and you watch this movie, like the perspectives, the shots, the angles, they're all wrong. And it's like they, it was like it was written by a robot that looked at AI scripting that said, okay, this is must be how humans react just to like everything, like how the wedding was progressing, how people basically started, uh, you know, how she was like, oh, I don't want to get married to Johnny because he's abusive and through that, like just kind of like threw that out there all the sudden to the point where they're playing uh throwing football around in suits in the back alley like (laughs) um i think the real villain of the movie is lisa's mother uh did anyone pick up on i it's really early in the movie when lisa just randomly says that he that johnny hit her for no reason and the first person she tells i think is her mom and she goes well, Johnny hit me. And her mom's response to that is, well, sweetie, he's really financially successful. Like, I don't remember exactly what she says, but she literally says, like, stay with him because he makes a lot of money and he'll take care of you. And doesn't ever address the fact that Lisa said that he hit her. Like, never mind that yeah. Lisa's like a liar. That's her mom. And she doesn't quite, she doesn't say, like, why did he hit you? Or when did he hit you? Or where did he hit you? Or like she does she literally is just like stay with him for money like immediately and the then movie just fucks off definitely plays out like it was written by somebody who was born in like you know early 40s kind of deal like it's definitely for like several generations ago that that sort of attitude of like well you're going to be taken care of so let's just not worry about the this who movie was written like somebody who was experimenting with LSD and meth suppositories It was definitely a study group. I mean, this this the sad part is the movie is studied by film schools of basically what not to do right? when making a movie, right? And it's great, like, yeah, like like the the rooftop scene, right, where you open up the door and you can see clearly into like the back area where like you have like actor stage, and you can just tell that the actors kind of just go down a little bit and just have to stand there, dude. Or the it's bad so green bad. screen that they had because that was a backdrop green screen that they tried to use. It was terrible. Okay, when when the what was it um when denny was being like held at gunpoint and they run out there to go like address this and danny and his friend that's banging his girlfriend what the hell was his name the one banging his girlfriend mark when uh, Danny, when 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 mark, uh, johnny yeah, and mark. mark go out there to save denny and all of a sudden you just see like one grab him the dude has his finger on the trigger and he grabs the gun like Dude, that like, you would have just blown Denny's head off. Detroit training. 
30s? Okay, so you know they grab that, the guy with the gun, they grab him, and then they, like, drag him downstairs instead of holding him down and calling the police. 30 seconds later, they both come back up the stairs without that random guy with the gun. So It's like, like what the fuck did they do with him? <laughs> so I paused it, and I looked at my brother, and I was like, what did they do with that guy? <laughs> they just tie it, knock him out, tie him up off screen. They shoot him. Who has the gun? They like, brought I was him outside so and was like, no, don't do that again. Yeah, what the fuck? And then, like, the, then all of a sudden, like, Lisa's mom is coming up there yelling at Denny about how dangerous it is. And I was like, why the fuck are you up here? Didn't you just leave? You just went home. Why are you now you're on the roof? Why? Did you walk past the guy with the gun, too? And don't forget, Denny's in deep with, like, the drug sharks or some crap like that. For, and then just kind of, like, comes out of nowhere. Denny, how did you get involved with these people? It's my drugs. Yeah, it's like, my life. Yeah, then it's like, ah, I'm a drug addict. And then, poof, never explained again. And then Johnny's like, don't worry, Denny. I'll always take care of you. And I was like, no, no, we don't. Uh, they're there. And like, no, you got to ask him where, why this is happening. Like, why are you getting drugs? How much money do you owe these people? Are they going to come back? Like, why would you not? He's just like, I love you. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's fine, I guess. <laughs> I do think it's important that, like, because we do, we are jumping around a little bit, but I do think it's important that the takeaway that I took from when I watched this movie the first time was belly button sex. They're tearing us apart, Lisa, because that's a quote we use in my friend circle all the fucking time. And also, he does fuck a dress. Dude, when Johnny, like, freaks out at the end, where he's just, like, randomly running around, he's just like, Aah! and he's, it's like, I, as a director, I don't know how you direct somebody to do that. You're just like, all right, I want you to scream, and then I want you to hit something. But, he was the director. Yeah, I think you. I meant oh, you meant to yeah, say sorry. Johnny. Yeah, yeah. You said Johnny. Mark, but I think you meant to say Johnny. Yeah, I mean they are really like they are interchangeable. But like, I just love the fact that like he'll randomly go up to the roof and he's like, "I did not hit." Uh, throws a water bottle. I did not. Yeah. And then like he's like, he's like, then, oh, then hi, that Mark. scene where she's where he's like, "I didn't hit you," and then he immediately throws her down, and he's like manhandling her talking I'm like is this guy actually abusive were they just trying to like yeah. tell us he was abusive without showing us abusive and then now showing is abusive and then he's like melting down he's like why are you doing this it's like um yeah like he like shoved her down twice but he like it looked really gentle like he was like just like yeah. just enough force <laughs> to shove her onto the couch and then he's like why are you doing this and then she starts to get up and say something belligerent and then he's like again and i was like oh my god stop what is happening here yeah i'm I'm, i normally try to like i love bad movies and i'm sure if i watch this again with an a a meth lsd suppository i'm pretty sure i'll i'll love it just remember that that uh the scene i did this quote i just talked about remember how that transition happened he storms out onto the onto the roof and he says this is bullshit i did not hit her i did not oh hi mock with like just just a beat like the movie never breaks for like emotional moments and just roller coasters through like a bulldozer they also we don't even know who like how johnny found out that lisa told people that he hit her because she told a bunch she told her mom and I think she told Mark, and I think she told, I don't have it in my notes, but she told one other person that he, like, hit her, 
And then, like, a day or so, because I don't know exactly how much time passes, but, like, the next day or something, when he has the roof freak out and says he didn't hit her, he doesn't actually talk to her about that until after that scene. So, like, we don't even know how he found out about that. Because Mark probably didn't tell him, because why would he bring it up? And it's not like he seems to have a good relationship with her mom. So is it the other random person? Like, it didn't make any sense as to how he even found out that that rumor was going around at all. Yeah. Yeah, there's... there's Honestly, I'm not 100% sure that we could sit down, actually make it all the way through and make sense of what happened in this movie. Other than, pretty sure Lisa's bipolar. Pretty sure Mark's a douchebag. Pretty sure Denny... If he isn't already, it's going to turn into like a pedophile. He's definitely going to touch kids. And Johnny, I mean, just angry Johnny. I, it was the very beginning of the movie, too. There was uh, like they had friends over, right? And the friends were basically going to get busy in their, like, in Johnny's apartment. Like, that's where he just has, like, oh, please come on over and have sex on my pillows on my couch. Like, absolutely do that, please. It'll be perfectly okay and acceptable. Yeah, there was. Go ahead. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I think there's definitely something wrong. The mom's name, I think, is Claudette. I think there's something really wrong with her, too, because there's another scene that's just never brought up again and i don't even remember who claudette's talking to but she's talking she's bitching about johnny and how she doesn't even though she tells lisa not to leave him because he has money complains about how she doesn't like him and says oh i have a friend so-and-so who's buying a house and she asked johnny to give her friend the money for a down payment on a house so even if it's like a hundred thousand dollar house you just ask somebody to give somebody they don't know ten grand and she's like, you'd think he would be a good son-in-law and do that. And I was like, he doesn't fucking know this person and you don't even like him. Why would he give your random friends thousands of dollars? Now, I got to ask the question. What room was this movie about? <laughs> I honestly, I feel like this, this, I feel like th- this film had a lot of issues like obviously i think it was tom uso's first time directing slash writing and it kind of shows but the blu-ray specials really do go into like what his original vision was and i think this was supposed to be like probably my guess would be it's supposed to be like you know the secrets that have happened in a particular room like everything that storyline that happens is in the living room that's where she basically starts the affair that's where johnny taps the phone that's where everything kind of happens in that one room opposed to him finally offing himself in the spoiler offing himself in the upstairs bedroom which also who has staircases like that in their apartments there were so many questions um that's the only kind of staircase to have in a 150 square foot apartment so i don't know what he was supposed to do. Why does he have so much money, but the world's smallest apartment? In the whole movie, they just talk about how much money he has all the time. And he buys her flowers enough to be on a first name basis with that random lady. And he buys her dresses and shit all the time. But he literally has the smallest fucking apartment I have well, ever seen in my life. Because he's making an excessive amount of money, but he's living in New York City. So really, that, that apartment is like a million dollar apartment. Also remember that this movie is basically making a relationship go from madly in love to I don't love you anymore in like 20 minutes. 
you basically first meet them and they're crazy in love and then there was a scene later on where she's just like well women change and that was like her entire explanation why she's all hot Dude, for mark that, now. Was, it wasn't even that long like she is 100 percent bipolar one scene they are banging the next scene she's like hey mark you me hook up it's like ah. Uh... I just remember Mark's character development was I would never betray Johnny to I absolutely had betrayed Johnny to oh now that Johnny has killed himself I'm going to go back to I would never hurt Johnny attitude. Yeah, there was so much. Yeah, like like Mark's character was just it was I'm the best friend. Next thing you know it's like Johnny's a douchebag. Why are you with him? Ah, he's dead. I would never let you stay with me. Goodbye. It's like, holy shit. You know, Denny's going to have, at the very end in the special, did you guys stay through the credits? Because Denny does have sex with Johnny's dead body. Uh, nope. I'm not going back to watch it. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> but there was a second vote for you. Like, you're like, well, that does sound kind of accurate nope, in this movie. I, dude, it didn't even cross my mind whether it happened or not. As soon as you said, sit through the credits, I was like, dude, it took me everything I could to sit through the movie. Like, honestly, this movie is is awful. This movie is terrible. It is one of the worst, if not the worst movie ever made, but it is definitely still worth the watch because you laugh through the movie of how insanely bad it is. And this was somebody's dream that they put to film. And you really shouldn't laugh at someone's dream, but you should absolutely laugh at this one because it is awful on every level there's no redeeming qualities the lighting is poor the costumes are awful the acting is abysmal the shots are bad there's not an artistic shot and what was it like 90 minutes long like an hour and a half hour and 15 there's not a single decent shot in the entirety of it and that was the vision and they put it to film and he not only wrote directed it but he 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 just paid for everything as well as far as i know and you know he made his dream reality and not a lot of us can say that okay. <laughs> it's just unfortunate that his reality was i'm a gonna pilot say this only because it applies not because i like this man Uwe bowl makes better movies than this guy does and we all know how i feel about Uwe bowl i don't know who that is i don't know who okay. that is let me no instruct you is. now on my arch nemesis, Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll has made some great films like House of the Dead, Blood Rain, Blood Rain 2, In the Name of the King, and other turd burglar ones like that. If you've ever seen an Uwe Boll movie, you'll know it because you've wanted to commit suicide multiple times while watching it. House of the I Dead did, is better yeah. than The Room. House of the Dead, I definitely couldn't stand. Like, I don't know, I'd, I'd sit down and watch The Room before I watched House, House of the, the Dead. Dead was only marginally better than this movie. Blood Rain. Mm, I would give it about a red cunt hair more than this movie. Okay, and Blood Rain was terrible. Blood Rain was like, hey, we're going to get Billy Zane in it. Really? What's he going to do? Stand there. He's got to. Did either of you, when you were watching after, so like toward the very end of the movie, Johnny yells at Lisa, I gave you seven years of my life. Did either of you do the math to find out how old they were when they got together? Uh, it's disturbing. Yeah. All right. How, how old were they? So, well, he was 41 years old when they started dating and she was 16. So when he tells us about her being in the coffee shop, he approached a teenage girl 
and they started dating. And I Wait, think is this even the though Lisa's a psycho, actual age or was this their the actual character? Ages. Oh no, no, their character. So never... the, their character ages are completely different. So the character age they? I think of Johnny was like in his like mid thirties, and the same with with Lisa as well. Was they're both like in their mid thirties? Well, he was 48 when it was filmed. She was 23. So I went off of that because I didn't know how old they were supposed to be. Because I was like, there's at least I mean, 20 years. actors, gap though. These you people. can't base it off their real life because actors never play their age. I had to. I couldn't find where it listed what their, what their supposed ages were. What their film age was, I couldn't find. So I was like, he's a groomer. And that's why she's fucking nuts. Because she was abducted by a 40-year-old man when she was a child. And I was like, that makes sense. Actually, That's why she lost her fucking mind. That's why she fell out of love. That's why it's it called The sense. Room, because she was never allowed to leave I was going to say, it. that actually does. Like, that makes sense. And, and you know what? Going off of that angle, that makes this movie make much more sense than the movie actually did. Because Mike. That's why he buys her shit all the time. He's like, oh, I buy her flowers every day so that she won't tell people that she was abducted. Like, once he said that, I paused it, I did the math, and then I was like, you know what? We're supposed to hate her in this movie, but if she was 16 when they started dating, because she can't consent to anything, I was like, that would make sense. That's why all of a sudden she fell in love, because she's like, oh, I'm an adult now, and I can leave, and other people are interested in me that aren't crazy, and so, like, that's, she was like, oh, I'm just gonna, whoop, I'm just gonna pivot, and I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna stay in the same apartment complex, apparently, because they all fucking live there, but... Like, she could get it. All of a sudden, she was like, oh, there's an escape. I'm gone. Well, that's the weird part was that that's not an apartment complex. That's supposed to be, like, an entire house. But if we go off of your, like, logic for the reason that makes Mark, like, the worst human being ever. Like, here's this vulnerable, you know, child that was groomed. And now I'm going to take advantage of the fact that her affection is like the wind because she doesn't really know what love is. Oh, my God. Well, and presumably he's probably been Johnny's friend forever, too. So he's probably around her when she got together uh, with him and knew about it the whole time. That's a nasty thought. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm not a creepy child groomer because now she's legal. Like, I don't know. But that was the only spin I could put on to make anybody's actions make any sense. That leaves Except a real bad Claudette. taste in my mouth. That makes Claudette way worse because she was like, stay with the child predator. Yes, the abductor, he buys you dresses. It's God. worth it. Like, Maybe it was a prearranged marriage. They never actually technically state where they are. No, they have establishing shots in the what's, beginning. What's an establishing there's like, shot? There's like the Golden Gate, uh, Gate Bridge and shit right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, but that that's this is the room. Like They probably just added that in there because... Well, and but, just but like, we have to assume if it's part of that, that that it is trying to say this is where it's happening. But man, like, as I said, I always try to find something good out of a film, but man, there are so many things against this thing. Like, the first thing, one thing that drives me nuts, and I've already mentioned it, is that, like, when the lips don't match the mouth when it's badly dubbed, and as soon as they started talking, okay, okay, here's a case in point. Sex scene. First one. You hear them moaning. They sound like they're moaning into a microphone. They're changing angles. They're changing. They're doing fades. The moans are going through the fades. And you're like, uh, like, did they just hold that moan through the shot? Like, how the hell did they pull that off? 
So I actually Googled that because I wanted to know like why the dubbing was so bad in that one. It turns out that Tommy Wiseau wouldn't re- couldn't remember his lines, so they just went back and like redubbed over any of the scenes that he, you know. Oh no, I'm talking up. about the sex scene, like where if there's just modems. Oh, I have no doubt they just basically had a track like on repeat or something Dude, like that. It was that. horrendous, and then there was like an 11 minute freaking sex scene somewhere in the middle there. It was just like it just kept going. The very first section is really weird, too, because I didn't realize until after. So he brought, like, one flower up to the bedroom and put petals on her. But then there was, like, handfuls of petals. Like, a bucket full of petals at yeah, some she point. Gets up and they're stuck and you only her. see one flower. And then in, like, the weird... I don't even know what shots it was. Like, the weird, like, fades where it shows water. And one of those is, like, water and fire. And then when it, like, pans back to them in the background, you can see, like, a fountain. So I think they did a camera angle through that water fountain. But there's no fire anywhere. So they just added in there because it was like, yeah, fire, sexy. But there's nothing. There's no, like, it was like a campfire-looking fire. It wasn't, like, a candle. So it just, it just none of it made any sense. If we go confused. based on, like, the shots, the bedroom that he has upstairs through that little, like, spindly... Uh, staircase is is huge that room is enormous and it's just even like the layout of everything makes no sense the house makes no sense uh or apartment wherever they are makes no sense everything doesn't make any sense the entire movie doesn't make sense it's literally you watch the movie to basically see how bad this is and now that you have both been exposed to it you have seven days to find somebody else to i was make gonna say yeah, i'm it. gonna die that's all that matters that's all that's happened there i am going to die now it was oof. That's all I gotta say. It if was you don't oof. find someone to watch it in seven days, you turn into Tommy Wiseau. Dude, it, it was <sighs> wow, just wow, man, just just wow. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so that's uh, that's why we don't let Shinzu recommend us movies anymore because when he says it's going to be a treat, he's just not telling you that the treat happens to be laced with c4 and uh your metal fillings are going to set it off hey well next time like just pick a movie and don't be like hey i need suggestions because <laughs> you know i'm going to choose some ripe ones no no next time when i say i need suggestions i'm going to do it like this all right everybody we're going to do a movie for review next week we need some suggestions shinzu shut the fuck up i'm gonna make <laughs> d do it no, like, I've watched some bad movies in my life. Have you guys ever seen Chinese Ghost Story or Chinese Ghost Story 2? Okay, those those are some bad movies. But they're hilarious. Like they they're funny. They they're they're meant to they're meant to be good, but they're just hysterical. This this was not this was this was traumatizing bad. Like, I think I need therapy after this film because I'm sitting there going. Like, I laughed so hard during this movie, though. I When I first saw it, I had a group of friends and we had had several drinks in and we popped this movie on out of my friend's quest. And it was it was truly an experience. It was not an honor. It was an experience. Dude, and, and if I was drinking heavily through this, maybe it might have been a different story. I literally was outside for nine hours pushing around a 500 pound motorcycle. So like, well, that's your. I fault. get back and I'm like, I gotta watch this movie because I didn't have time j- during the week. I fire it on and I'm like, well, Shinzu said this is gonna be a treat, so I'm ready. I sit down, start watching. Now more than ten minutes in, I'm going, 
am I supposed to be rubbing one out to this? Like, uh, like it's got to be good. He wouldn't let me down. It's got to be good. It's got to get good. Another ten minutes. Just another ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. I just got to make it through. Just ten minutes. It's got. It gets. It gets better, right? It gets better. There I am, holding my knees, rocking in the corner, going, "It's gonna get better." He said it was a treat. It's gonna get better. It really is. I swear, it's gonna get better. You took a scolding hot shower later on as well because you just felt so dirty from watching Dude, it. I went and I scrubbed down with a Brillo pad. I have no hair on my legs anymore from scrubbing with a Brillo pad. Don't listen to these two unbelievers. The movie's fantastically bad and you should watch it. I think the best summation for the worst part of it is that with not even exaggerating, every single scene, every line... Every single character's reaction to everything that happens is inappropriate. Like, not one time does somebody say something, and then the character who replies responds in a manner that makes any sense. Like, every reaction to every line is bizarre as hell. That's probably the worst part. Like, at least if that made sense, I could be like, okay, you know, the camera angles are garbage, and the green screen is garbage, and the dubbing is garbage. But at least if things made sense, but nobody seems to have had a real conversation with another person before in their entire life (laughs) in this movie. This movie does play out like it was written by AI that doesn't quite understand how human interaction works. It really does. And that that is very evident from the very first scene, right in the flower scene. Like that, That scene alone should have set you both up with the full knowledge that this was going to be a really, really bad movie. <laughs> I was actually waiting for Cecil to message me on Discord going like, you son of a- how dare you suggest this movie? It's so bad. Dude, I was going to last night. I was literally like I had typed up a message and it read something along the lines of I was not high enough to watch this movie. How the how the fuck did you recommend this knowing that I would be sober trying to watch it? Like, I literally typed up something along those lines. And then I sat there and went, now I'm going to rewind this. I'll tell him, fuck you tomorrow. Would you believe me if I told you D dared me to do it? Yeah. In a heartbeat. Fuck both of you. No, he didn't. But I just figured. I would believe it. If you, were, so- you know what? No, I don't believe D could have watched this movie. <laughs> Because I'm pretty confident he would have gotten about 15 minutes in, realized that his boner was the awkward boner. It wasn't the good kind of boner. And he just turned it off being like, ah, I'm, I'm going to go play Terraria. Nah, this ain't good. I think uh, I think Can you, you should con him into I think you should con him into watching it, though. Like, be like, hey, we watched this Travis suggested movie. It was fantastic. Just go out and watch it. I could not say that with a straight face. You have to, and I think that you should write a review and just make it, it gave me a boner, but not the good kind of boner. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, and nothing else, don't clarify your statement at all. Voted most likely to give you an awkward boner. Yeah, yeah. five stars is the most awkward boner I've ever had in my life. I think the most perplexing part is like when things actually come to a head with Mark during the party, oh. and they fight four separate times. And, like, he shoves him on the ground, like, shoves him, and Mark falls on his ass once. And then he's like, I'm sorry, and shakes his hand. And I was like, wow, that's inappropriate, but I guess he just forgave him. And then goes outside, and then comes back. And when he comes back, Mark and Lisa are making out. And then Mark is, like, totally confused as to why Johnny would be mad about that. And then he gets knocked on his ass again. And they have to get pulled apart, I think it's four times. And I'm like, why have you not kicked everyone out of your apartment? 
Yeah. Also, the like, scene this isn't where going well. the scene where Lisa like basically admits to Johnny that she's no longer in love with him, and he starts like rolling around and like going from furniture to furniture, screaming in agony, and she's just sitting there on the couch, like watching him do this imperfectly. Like I'm, I'm content watching this happen. I'm not going to flee because yeah. he's flipping the hell out. Yeah, I'm going to use this in my spank bank later. Or when she's like, through the whole movie, she keeps saying, like, I'm in love with Mark, even though we've been given no indication that they even like each other at all. Like, when she has that first phone call, and he's like, hi, Lisa. And she's like, you should come over. And he's like, okie dokie. And then immediately after they fuck on the stairs, which who the, who is fucking on metal stairs? And spiral, spiral stairs cases, that are really yeah. tight. Ridiculous. But then they're in love, and then all of a sudden she randomly is like, if he won't give me what I want, someone else will. And I was like... Why are you saying you're in love then? Because she's telling everybody that. Yeah, she was definitely bipolar. Like, either in real life, that person is bipolar or the character was written by. And if, if, if in the case, like, the person who wrote that directed and said, yeah, I want you to act like a bipolar crazy bitch. And she's like, I got you, fam. Like, that's the only way I can re- think that that's how she prepped for that. It, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a whirlwind of a movie. Um, it's, it's, I think it's definitely been voted the worst movie ever created a number of times for sure. (laughs) I was going to say, like, there's only one movie I can cognitively say is worse than this movie. And that's Bat Pussy. I've never heard of this film. Oh, you should totally watch it. It's fantastic. It's such a treat. No, I got you. You're not getting me. <laughs> um, no, Zyber also mentioned that movie, and I'm no. Oh, I don't know what it is, but I'm not about that it. That pussy has been labeled the worst pornographic film of all time. It's a legit porn. I thought it was just something stupid like zombie. Oh no, no, it's it's actually classified as a pornographic film. Is it like a Batman spinoff kind of thing? Is that why it's called Bat Pussy? Uh, yes, question mark. Somebody saw the 90s Batman with the nipples on the bat suit and they were like, I got this. Oh no, I'm pretty <laughs> confident this was made well before the bat nipples. Oh my god, please tell me like as they're doing it, they have like pows and going on in the background. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, wait, how old is this movie? I want to say it's 70s. It's golden era. It is by far like okay. I actually I I will dare anybody listening or anybody in this room. I don't care. I dare you to to get off while watching this movie. I was going to be say, let's be real. How many times did you crank one out while watching this? Dude, I tried. Impossible. Impossible. I got I got you, fam. Dude, okay. You watch that movie and you come back and tell me, yep, I was able to hold an erection long enough to rub one out. Dude, this is like reverse Viagra. Like the reverse flash, this is reverse Viagra. This is what you show to people. Do it. He's just done in like three seconds anyway. Dude, this is what you show to people that are necrophiliacs and you need to cure them. We're not necrophiliacs, nymphomaniacs. Well, actually, it'd probably cure necrophiliacs too. I was going to be too. like, oh, it's that kind of porno. Hell no. <laughs> it would probably cure necrophiliacs too. Okay, so I Googled it and the first thing that pops up for the description of the movie is pornographic slash action film. And 
<laughs> I love those two things together. And I Googled it. And then it shows the picture. And it says, like, bat pussy. And it shows some random woman in a costume or whatever. And it says, like, starring Buddy, Sam, Dora Dildo. And I'm just so about it. It looks That's phenomenal. That's a fantastic oh name. Oh, my God. Dora okay, Dildo. <laughs> I want to go on record that I am actually not telling either one of you to watch this film. <laughs> Because it sounds like so you are. Sue you. This, this, no, this film is so terrible. Like, you could be getting romantic with your significant other and be like, yeah, let's throw on Bat Pussy, and it will halt you in your tracks. Like, you will just stop. Be like, yeah, I'm not in the mood anymore. Like, I don't even want to eat. I kind of want to go take a shower. And, like, randomly throughout the film, they stop and start like talking to the director for action. Oh boy. Aaron read something. She's dying. What is it? I just fucking laughed so hard. I snorted. She- <laughs> I just read part of the plot and it says that, uh, I'm not going to read the whole sentence, but she changes into her bat pussy outfit and travels across the city. And then it says, in parentheses, which is actually a park on an inflatable space hopper stopping only to urinate behind bushes. That's, that's 100% it. And you know what? The best part of the film is when she's hopping across the park on that bouncy ball. Like, literally, it's one of those bouncy balls that you, like, you hold the thing between your legs and you jump up and down on it. That's her mode of transportation. That's how she gets there. That's I mean, the best part of the film. That's uh, whew. That sounds definitely uh, definitely worse than the room, which means that room isn't necessarily the worst movie ever made. Which means it's not bad to watch. So you should definitely go watch the room. Yep, it's it's only it's only marginally better than Bat Pussy, but like. Phew. We actually watched it. We, we have an episode of the show where we actually watched it while recording the show. And I'm telling you, it was Is a that train. the infamous episode? Is that the one? The infamous episode? What do you mean? When I first started doing the podcast, before we even started recording it, you guys told me that there was an episode of this podcast that I shouldn't watch, and I still haven't looked it up, and I don't oh. know why, because everyone's going to remember it. Is that the episode? <laughs> Uh, no, the that episode is episode one hundred and one. Um, hold on, I'm seeing if it's I can find it. It's worse than the than the watching bat pussy episode. Episode one hundred and one is. Uh, I can't even find the episode now. To be honest, um, episode one hundred and one is. Oh, I hope I didn't just close that. Good, I didn't. Um, episode one hundred and one book of Kane. Is uh yeah, it's it's literally me doing a Deckard Kane voice and I talk like this the entire time. Only I want you to imagine me reading penthouse forum letters like this. Yes, talking about wet wet pussy in this voice. I did an entire episode reading penthouse forum letters in the Deckard Kane voice. That sounds awesome. All also, right. all I can think of is one of my friends did uh a Sean Connery impression when he's like, the loser goes home and eats cake, but the winner goes home and fucks the prom queen. And I don't know why he says that or if it's from anything, but I just, that's stuck in my head now. Yeah. yeah well, that's how I, I got onto that voice is, you know, come stay a while and listen. 
and it started off as me doing a bad impression of doing a bad impression of Sean Connery. I'll take Latitch now for 400, Alex. That's Let It Snow. I'll take 400. I'll take anal bum covers for 400. That's an album cover. Literally me doing that voice, and I just started messing around with it and then turned it into Deckard Kane. I will choose to call them anal bum covers from now on. Uh, I like that infinitely more than album covers. Right. Yeah, he just nailed it. Yeah. I'll take the rapist for 400, Alex. That's therapists. But yeah, episode 101 is the infamous episode. And that was, it was, I think it was D, Blue Shark, and Zyber. We were all doing episodes. And every time, like, I would jokatively say, because I would jump into the, the Deckard Kane voice, and I would jokatively say, hey, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll do an entire episode of me just reading pent out forum letters. And the, ja- the joke just kept rolling. Then after we did the hundredth episode, they said, yeah, okay, so you're recording the next one alone. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, you're doing Decker Kane penthouse letters. I'm like, no, I'm not. That's a joke. Like, no, we all are not coming back on the show until you, re- until you record and release that. The only positive that came from it is that because I was reading them out loud, it kept getting, you know, people in the room horny with me and I got a lot of sex. So that part worked out. Good for them. Um, right? I started reading about uh, Bat Pussy, and nobody knows who made the movie. No, um, nobody does. There was one print found by John Michael McCarthy in the back room of a Paris adult movie theater in Memphis, Tennessee in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no credits or anything for it. Nope, it was just a That's random wild. film left back there. They don't know anything about it. Oh my god, it just co- it just That's came fantastic. by itself. Like, it just appeared by itself. That means that is the one video. You have to watch it to reach Nirvana. I can assure you, nobody in that video came. Nobody. Like, if you go to images of that movie, you're going to see, like, some of the actors that are in it, or actresses that are in it, and none of them are attractive at all well i mean that's relative but it just i just find it funny that the this movie that you're talking about like the worst of the worst of the worst in your opinion was just found like behind the refrigerator in a break room or some shit like that it's not just my opinion dude like this is like everybody agrees explicitly that this is the worst movie. Well, that's like how you find the Necronomicon. Like, you stumble into, like, a basement, you crack a floorboard, there's an evil book in there. No one expects to open up and find Bad Pussy, the worst movie Wait, ever on. made. Hold on. I am going to... I'm going to dump this in, in lounge chat. Nope, wrong button. Let's see if that goes in. There you go. Those are the two actors that spend most of their time on screen in that movie. That's, uh, what are their names? Ugh, I just Googled it. Buddy and Sam? That's yep. Buddy and Sam? That's They're Buddy like and Sam. in their 40s or 50s or something. Easily. Where's the bat Easily. person? They look, oh, like they, bat person looks like. they look like they fuck while drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes at the same time. Um, yeah. Hold on. Here, here's Bat Pussy. I need to know. I don't need to know, but I need to know. Well, this isn't her in her costume. This is just what she looks like as an actress. So this is her, like, 
laying down like that's one of the first things you see of her it's from far away i would need to know like i can't zoom in but she i don't know better than buddy and sam or whatever the fuck their names are i don't remember i think that's what they're not names are. not by much but I, an improvement is an improvement i'm just i'm trying to get a positive Agreed. in there Agreed. She she does look better than both Buddy and Sam. I'll, I'll give you that. But like when she stands up and she gets naked to put on her suit, she's like anorexic and flop. It's just not good. Oh, good. Well, that's how you like your superheroes. Anore- anorexic, I guess. Yeah. yeah I, I anal rectic. The images, and it's like, it's got what I'm assuming was the original cover of the movie. One picture of, like, a naked man's ass with some kind of weird, what looks to me like an Aerosmith tattoo on it. <laughs> and then, like, a bunch of random pictures. And then a picture of, like, a still frame from Gerald's game. Like, there's not... The internet doesn't know what the fuck is going on here, apparently. No. Oh, nobody God. knows what's going on I like on how here. we moved from talking about the room to talking about that pussy. <laughs> the tra- yeah, our, transitions, transition. our transitions are just as bad as the transitions in the room. You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a... But, I mean, at least there's a cohesive reason why we went from The Room to Bad Pussy. They are terrible movies. Where do you watch it? Like, I'm assuming it's not on Netflix. <laughs> I I have, like... There's got to be a Russian one, streaming one us, site somewhere that has Bad Pussy on it. Like, this is yeah, who we One of there. us, like, downloaded it from a very sketchy site. A LimeWire. You got it from LimeWire. <laughs> I don't need a virus on my computer. I just need to see <laughs> this now. That pussy is the virus. <laughs> yeah, one of us downloaded it from a very, very sketchy site and then just broadcast it for everybody else. It was horrendous. It was distributed by Something Weird Video. It was definitely something weird. I will give you that. It says, uh, under, so I didn't click the site, but it's like somethingweirdvideo.com. This is the godfather of gore. And it's like untamed video, sexy shockers. And I'm like, excuse me, those things don't go together. Don't tell me the godfather of gore. And I'm not thinking sexy shocker. I'm thinking like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm thinking like like Tom Silvani. Yeah, or like Alfred Hitchcock or something. No, he's not really gore. Alfred Hitchcock isn't gore. He's suspense. He's not gore, but at least that's horror. That would come to my mind before I thought of anything pornographic. Alfred Hitchcock directs the birds, except it's a porno and it's bad pussy. (laughs) Oh my. Yeah, there was just some. Oof. Oof. Well, I'm starting to fade out because I've been war- I've been at this stupid motorcycle class all weekend long. So, on that note, Aaron, where can people find you at? Uh, right now, they can just find me here on the GNA podcast and in the Discord. Um, I'm in the Discord all the time. I've been on it like every single day. So, if anybody wants to talk to me, just just get a hold. Nice. What about you, Shinzu? Where can people find you at? People can find me here on the GNA podcast. They can also find me on t- Twitch TV. My name is just about right, all one word, except right is spelled R with the number one, G-H-T. The reason being is I created the channel just about right and then promptly forgot the password and then had to create another one. Because, nice. yeah. 
Because, yeah. <laughs> Enough Cecil Xavier Rose. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier, everywhere else. Steam, Xbox, PlayStation, just everywhere. Sometimes with underscore, sometimes without. Let me know. Jump on in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoyed listening, let other people know so they can listen too. You can find us on Podcast Addict, Players, FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all the other fun places like Google Play, Podcasts, all that jazz. Uh, we're partnered with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service with a twist. You buy bundles of games and also donate to charity simultaneously. There's some really cool ones out there right now. Uh, the Mega Hits, which comes with Borderlands 3, the XCOM collection, new and old. So if you're a fan of the old XCOM games or wanted to check them out, they're there, as well as the new XCOM bundle. Also has the Bioshock collection, Ma- Mafia Definitive ish, uh, Edition, Railroad Tycoons, one and t- or 2 and 3, all great games. Go check them out. Um, Humble Bundle, just put a question mark, partner equals GNA Podcast at the end of your Humble Bundle link. Let's people know that we sent you. Um, we have a website www.gnapodcast.com you can go there and find a list of all of our episodes links to our discord all of our all of our social media um, as well as a link over to microview gamers site with under articles that uh, that's a good one go check that out he's got some great articles going up there and I think he's trying to put out more um, that's about it so hey thank you two for joining me tonight I had fun I'm never watching a movie that Shinzu re suggests again you know remember the uh when you were kids you had uh the poems that you read and one of them's about washing dishes and then if you drop the dishes your parents will never ask you to wash dishes again you'll never now ask me to watch uh, suggest a video so i've i have cleansed myself of that responsibility you're welcome uh, dude i like literally when i come up there i'm gonna like i'm gonna like clockwork orange tie you to a chair and force you to watch welcome to raccoon city on repeat Oh, please just kill me instead. That'd be just so much better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Good night, Good night. Everybody. Thanks for having me.